What up, squad? It's your boy, Dr. Peyton Vickers. I'm a licensed chiropractor in the great state of Texas. I specialize in rehabilitation and performance enhancement. I talk all things biomechanics, fitness, health, mindset, and overall wellness. I believe that life is a sport and that if you have a body, you're an athlete. So grab your whiskey, grab your wine. This is the Whiskey, Wine, and Spine podcast. Cheers, y'all. All right, y'all, let's get this party started. Welcome to Whiskey, Wine, and Spine. My name is Dr. Peyton Vickers. It has been a minute, y'all. There has been so much going on. Um, I'm no longer in the clinic. I'm a full-time online fitness coach for now. I'm probably going to start another practice in the future. There's a whole bunch of business plans that's going on. But anyways, let's dive into this new episode. Now, I'm winging this. I don't have notes. I don't have anything. I just kind of was working. I was messaging people, talking to people who are asking me questions, just answering those things. And I did, uh, this is on my story right now. Um, and it's the question is, should you focus on skills in the gym? Right? Like should, cause I see a lot of people, this is all theory. Well, some of it is not theory. Some of it is just people that ignore research, but, um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people, you know, there is certain accounts that, uh, you know, they, they're, they're coaching or they, what they recommend is that you focus on your skills in the gym. And this is something that I wholeheartedly disagree with. Now, when I say skills, I mean something along the lines of, you know, if you're a quarterback, then you should practice throwing with a 10 pound dumbbell with a 15 pound dumbbell, right? Because theoretically, if you can practice that, it'll make you stronger and you can throw the ball farther. I wholeheartedly, again, disagree with this. The gym is not built for skill. Now, if you want to get better at, you know, mountain biking, you want to get better at motocross, you want to get better at uh, track and field, you want to get better at whatever sport, whatever position, then you have to go practice that position. But the gym is not built for that. The gym is built to get stronger, build speed, power hypertrophy, even aesthetics, depending on, you know, what you're, what you're doing and what your goals are. But I I feel like, you know, people largely know me for, for starting this as a functional coach. I did a lot of research based on just trying to be trying to help people with function everyday life. You know, what you, what do you do every day? You squat, you pull, you push, you twist, there's locomotion going up and down stairs, walking, jumping, kind of, you name it. And that's what function really means, right? Function just means with purpose. So what purpose do you have doing those things? So, <clears throat> sorry, I had to jump off there for a second. There was something wrong with the software that I'm using as far as the uh, the podcast goes. Anyways, so yeah, so function is, is built for, um, it just means with purpose, right? So I think a lot of times people waste time or they try to make, like function for some people just means that like you move more. I don't know why people think that being, this is functional, brah, brah. Like being functional doesn't mean that you do a one-legged pistol squat on a BOSU ball with a battle rope and a barbell on your other hand doing shoulder press. In what life does that motion and that action, or I guess what life does does that require for you to do those things? Because like I don't go and gr- grab groceries and do a pistol squat while I do those things, right? So that's really what function means, at least in my eyes. 
It's in, you know, all this is just my opinion. But again, when it comes down to it, because of those things, because of because people are trying to make fitness so damn complicated lately, I think it takes away from their progress. If if a lineman needs to get stronger, if a basketball player needs to get stronger, if you just need to get stronger, then we need to stop creating more variables. Right. Because, I mean, how many variables are there when it comes down to working out? Right? It has to do with how stable you are. Right. If you're doing a barbell back squat compared to um, a landmine squat, landmine squats create more stability. So that would be a regression from a barbell back squats. Right. Because you are less stable. With a landmine, the barbell is literally hooked to a corner, hooked to the floor or whatever, so that you can actually hold on to it so that you don't have to balance as much or focus on balancing as much. Now, it's not the end-all, be-all uh, best thing that you can do. Um, it depends on your sport and what your goals are, but largely that creates more stability. So uh, I think you know, whenever we jump on the BOSU balls, whenever we use the battle ropes at the same time that I'm doing a bench press and like doing all this stuff – it takes away from those things. It takes it, it. It creates so many variables and creates so much complexity that you, you, you lose it. If I'm doing a barbell back squat, and I am doing because this is literally, I saw a an NFL quarterback doing this a, a front squat. He was standing on two Bosu balls, not just one, two Bosu balls, while doing a front squat, and he was only doing like ninety five pounds. It was a barbell front squat with two 25s on both sides. And it was like, <laughs> what would benefit him more, do you think? I mean, let's really think about this. Let's break this down. What would benefit him more as an athlete? To stay, to, to take away the BOSU balls, to increase his stability by putting him on a flat surface, a stable surface, and increasing the load. He's going to get stronger doing that. He's, it's more beneficial. He creates more power, more strength, more stability. Think about that. We're, we're putting them on BOSU balls to, to decrease stability, and yet he's losing power. He's losing strength. He's losing progress in that sense because someone decided, oh, man, like if we put him on a BOSU ball that's unstable, then he'll – They'll be able to. It'll be way more balanced. Way more. There'll be way more stability on the field. The field is not unstable. You know, it's not. It's it's. If you put someone on a court, on a basketball court versus a football field, yeah, I would say arguably, the you know the football field may be a little less stable, but that's because it's like grass, turf, something like that. It's a little more squishy, if you will. But even still, he they football players play on a stable surface, and thus they should train on a stable surface they should be in the gym and work on a stable surface if you put them on an unstable surface you have to decrease load because you're changing one of the variables that's just the way it is it's it's unfortunate i wish it was i wish you know just making things harder would would benefit people but it's just not you have to keep things simple Getting a getting a, a football player and, and saying, hey, instead of bench press today, instead of squats today, I'm going to have you hold this 20-pound dumbbell. I'm going to have you throw it because you're, you're a quarterback. You should be throwing this 20-pound dumbbell. If you do that, it'll create strength in the same motion that you throw a football unless you're going to be able to throw harder. That's not how it works. It's like 1980s talk. It's just not how it works. 
So in my opinion, when it comes down to the gym, the gym is there to build those fundamentals, to build power, to build strength, to build speed. That's what the gym is for. You want to get better at throwing, you should get a football and you should throw a football. That's that's it. There's really no way around that. Um, same thing with pitching. You 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 really just need to stick to those things as far as I'm concerned. If we increase the variables, if we change it, if we make it more complex, we're going to have to decrease load. We are literally regressing. If we do those things, especially if they don't need it. I saw LeBron James. I did a video on this the other day. I saw LeBron James standing on a, on a not just a BOSU ball, right? BOSU balls are half of an exercise ball, a full-blown exercise ball, and he was doing squats on it. Why? There's a few things that go on my uh, into my head whenever I, I see something like this. One, it's not necessary. LeBron James plays on a basketball court, not ice, not on a tightrope. He's not a clown. So putting him on an unstable surface really doesn't benefit him in any way, shape, or form. I mean, let's think about this. Whenever you get off of a boat, how many of y'all say have said in the past, I still feel like I'm on the boat because your body adapts. Your body adapts. Your body feels like it's still on a boat because your body has adapted to being on a boat so that you can be on a boat and function better. That's just the way it is. I wish it wasn't, but it, uh, you know that's that's the way it is. So so unless you're a tightrope artist or a clown, ice hockey is a good one as well. I'm not going to put you on an unstable surface. I'm just not. And the other thing that I think about when I when I see athletes like this is. Since he doesn't require, we're increasing his risk for injury. LeBron James, arguably, I say arguably because there's going to be someone who comes in my in my DMs and, and says, nah, man, there's this guy and that guy, and they should actually be it. There's all hype. LeBron James is all hype, blah, blah, blah. Not interested in that. Arguably, one of the most, if not the most, important basketball player in the league right now and they're increasing his risk for injury now there's other people that are going to come through and be like is it really because he's an elite athlete right like is it really that big of a risk i'm sure he could handle it pretty well i'm sure he could too but i'm not going to be the coach i'm not going to be the personal trainer that puts him on an unstable surface and he hurts himself because if you look at the research if you look at what the research actually says i am not saying i'm not claiming that standing on an unstable surface is not beneficial at all. I'm not saying that there is zero benefit. What I am saying and what the research says is that putting someone on an unstable surface versus a stable surface is not better. One is not better than the other. Okay. So if I have someone, I'm like, Hey, we need to work on your proprioception. We need to look on your, your, your proprioceptive feedback. We need to work on your balance. We need to work on those things. If that's what I think that they need, if they are, if they work on a stable surface, if they play on a stable surface, or if you're an average human being who doesn't have the hobby of tightrope or paddleboarding or something along or surfing or whatever, something that you stand on an unstable surface and putting you it's better to put you on a stable surface because that's kind of where you live so because of that if if i put someone on a on a on an unstable surface they will benefit just as much as standing on a stable surface now this is very important for people to understand if that's what you're saying doc then like why don't we just put them on an unstable surface if it's just as good because it's just as good it's not better 
So it's just as good as standing on a stable surface. So you're going to put them on an unstable surface, which is increasing their risk for injury. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care the percentage of increase. I care about the fact that it is, in fact, increasing their risk for injury, which is do no harm. That is my oath. That's what I stand by. I'm not going to have someone do something that may cause risk for injury if we can avoid it. So for increasing their risk for injury for no added benefit than standing on a than standing on a stable surface, then why would I do it? And that's really where, where this comes down to. So many people focus, try to focus on the skill. So many people are just like are standing there doing these really weird things. I saw this one guy. It's I think he's I think his name is like real game real game aesthetics or real game athletics or something along those lines. The the exercises that he does personally, if he does this all the time, are kind of pointless to me. That's just my opinion. But he had a uh, a hex bar, um, and he had two forty. He had one forty five on each side. So you know whatever. I don't know if he had a 45 or a 55 pound bar, but let's call it 135 for example or whatever. He was just deadlifting. And what he was doing, he was standing on one leg. So far, I don't have any issues with this. So far. And what he would do is he would tilt. He literally tilted the bar so that eventually one of the plates, let's say the left-sided plate, slid off and came off. He's still on one leg. So he tilted the bar. The plate comes off, falls off the ground, and now... He is now focusing on an un it's more unstable because now there's only 145 on one side. It is no longer completely 100% perfectly balanced. It is completely 100% unbalanced. And part of me is sitting there like I see where you're going, man. I do, but like why are you doing that? Where does where do, where is that going to help you? Would it be more beneficial just to do a deadlift? Would it be more beneficial just to stand on one leg doing that? What are your goals here? Again, this is just me and how I think, but I think I think largely what happens is, is a lot of people, one, they don't understand it or they're trying to look cool. So they try to make it as complex as possible, right? They have you on a BOSU ball with a battle rope and a, and a dumbbell and we're doing backflips and pistol squats all at the same time. And we call it function. Oh, that's functional, brah, brah. I got news for you, man. This, this is incredible. Because I need people to really understand what function is. Function is pretty simple. Like, what is more functional? A barbell snatch? For those of you who don't know what a snatch is, it is not a clean and jerk. A snatch is whenever you are about to do almost like a deadlift, if you will. The bar is on the ground and you lift up and the bar goes all the way above your head. So what's more functional here? Because this is a big argument is a, a barbell snatch or a bicep curl more functional to most people? In my opinion, a barbell curl is more functional than a barbell snatch. Why? People go, ah, blah, 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 blah. People, this is where people come after me and they're like, ah, how's that even? No, there's no way. Yes, it is, dude. How many times do you pick up something from a counter? How many times do you pick up something from the ground? How many times do you pick up? How, how many times do you pick up something from the ground and throw it above your head? I don't get my groceries and do that. 
I don't get my groceries that are on the floor. First of all, my, my groceries are never on the floor, but I don't get them on the floor and then throw them above my head and then throw them into, into my cabinets. Like I just don't do that. I don't do that with my backpack. I don't do that with anything, but I do a lot of curls throughout the day. Just the motion. How many times do you flex your elbow? A lot. We do that a lot during the day. That's really what function comes down to. It does not have to be that complex. You just have to figure out what they need, what their position needs. I mean, let's truly think about this again. How many how many times do we have soccer players running 10 miles, 5 miles, 15 miles? How many of those soccer players truly need to run that far consistently? Should we not be focusing on sprints? Now I'm not I'm not the I'm not the best soccer coach in the world. That sport is really not something that I pay attention to, but we'll switch it over to football. Why don't we do that? I mean, you don't see a lot of football players running miles. You just don't. And why? Because football is a sprinting sport. Right? You say hut, you sprint. There's not a damn person that's jogging anywhere, really, unless they're jogging onto the field or off of it. And then it comes down to that play. So they really focus on that. Same thing with soccer. That's what functional means. I'm not going to make a soccer player run 10 miles because they don't run 10 miles consistently. If they do, they're sprinting and stopping. They're sprinting for whatever, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, whatever that whatever that looks like. So it would behoove them. It would be more functional for them to focus on sprints. Some of them, not all the positions. Most of them. Next time you watch a soccer game, see how many people are, see how many players are walking. See how many players are jogging and then sprinting and then stopping and then sprinting and then stopping. So that's just me. That's really where things come from when it comes down to a, comes down to a gym. We really need to focus on what that person needs. Squats, pulls, pushes, uh, vertical pulls, horizontal pulls, the whole nine yards there. What we do on a daily basis is that's where function really comes down to it. So the gym is not built for skill. Not all of it. It is a waste of time to try to get someone in a gym and have them do skills when they should be focusing on strength, speed, and power as an athlete. Maybe hypertrophy if they need that. So hopefully all this makes sense. This is going to be short and sweet. If anyone has any questions about this, just hit me up. Um, But yeah, when it comes down to the gym, y'all keep it simple. Please keep it simple. Don't be too complex because if you make it too complex, you might be huffing and puffing. You might be sweating more. You might be feeling the burn. That's 1980s talk, y'all. So stop saying that. Um, but you may be, you may feel like you're working harder. And that's the thing. You probably are working harder, but you are regressing. You're losing strength. You're losing power doing that. Focus on the simple things. Do squats, pull-ups, lat pull-downs, uh, bench press deadlifts, do hip hinges like straight leg deadlifts, Romanian deadlifts, hip thrusts, do all those things. I'm going to have my athlete, my track athletes, I'm going to have them, if you want to get better at sprints, then we're going to go sprint. Whenever we're in the gym, we're doing hip thrusts, deadlifts, we're doing all that. Because research has shown that hip thrusts largely help speed. You don't see me putting 50 pounds of weight vest on them and making them do sprints. They're going to go out there and they're going to sprint the way that they compete. They're going to come into the gym and they're going to get stronger and more powerful. That's the way it should work. Again, if you have any questions, please reach out. Um, Always a pleasure. Love y'all to death. 
If you need any help with coaching, you know where to find me. Peace out. I appreciate y'all so much for listening. Do me a favor. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and leave a five-star rating and review. To catch all the latest from me or if you're interested in one-on-one coaching, find me on Instagram at Dr. Pivik. That's D-R period P-V-I-C-K. Thanks again. And remember, dysfunction is a prerequisite to pain. Weak things break. Consistency is king. See y'all next time.